At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, welcome to episode number two of the One Organized Mama podcast. Today, I'm asking you the question, why do you want to get organized? In my seven plus years as a professional organizer, I've met hundreds of people. I've discovered that there are a lot of different reasons why people think they need to get organized. I'm a true believer that that decision needs to come from within you. But what I have found is that a lot of people feel pressure to get organized because of influences outside of themselves. Maybe it's from a spouse, a family member, or the unrealistic expectations that we feel like society has on us. We go onto social media, we look at the beautiful photos from Pinterest and Instagram feeds, and we think that that's how we need to be. That's how our home should be. And I'm just going to go ahead and tackle some of these misconceptions about why get organized and what it really takes and what getting organized is really about. So let's get started. Okay, I'll start off with the story. And this story is a, is a little bit of a compilation of a lot of different um, clients that I've encountered over the years. But there is this one client in particular, and she stands out at me when I think of why get organized, because she had a spouse that told her she needed to get organized. So the organization motivation wasn't coming from within her. It was coming from outside. So we set an appointment. This woman had been following me for quite some time on social media because she lived in a condo. And as soon as I pulled into the building, she saw me get out of the car and knew instantly who I was. So I know that getting organized was on her radar because she had been following me on social media for quite some time and recognized me as soon as I got out of my car. So we went up to her condo and it was pretty typical of what we encounter. There was uh, a lot of piles. Paperwork was definitely the number one concern for her. Um, She had a guest bedroom that was filled. That was, I believe she called it her gift room. And this is like, she was a shopper. So she would purchase things that she found for other people. And then she held on to them and she stored them in this room. Well, it started in the closet and then it kind of, she kept buying and it kind of overflowed into the dresser. And by the time I was there, it, it had just kind of spread out and taken over the entire room in addition to the gifts that she had bought people and was holding on to, she had um, some furniture in that room from her mother who had passed away. So she was having a difficult time figuring out what to do with all of this stuff. And this room in particular was driving her husband nuts. And he wasn't there for a session, but she um, did let me know that this was definitely something he wanted her to fix. 
So I went ahead and um, started with our session, started with our processes where we set out our little signs of keep, trash, donate, pretty typical stuff that you do and you see when you are on an organizing session with a professional organizer. And um, she was really struggling with this, this part of it. I couldn't, I had a really difficult time getting her to stay focused. Um, and so I decided to step it up a notch with my techniques and I decided to use my, what I call my timer technique. The timer technique is super simple. It's for any project that you absolutely hate to do. I, I actually do this for myself. Um, I set my timer anywhere from two to 20 minutes. I don't go beyond 20 minutes, whether it be for myself or if I'm working with a client. And I just tackle this project until my timer dings. So it's just a way to keep the focus on something that you really are struggling with with doing. And um, so I went ahead and did this with her. We started with like five minutes and um, she kept getting distracted and leaving uh, so I, I said, you know what? Hey, look, let's do two minutes. And I really kind of focused on her sitting there and um, as we went through some piles and it was just simply like take an item and is it a keep? Is it for the trash? Is it shred or is it a donate? So that was a process that I was walking her through and she really, really struggled with it. So about 30 minutes before our session were to end, she just abruptly ended our session. She was very sweet about it. She paid me um, and I never heard from her again. So why was she getting organized? Well, she wasn't getting organized because she wanted to get organized. She was getting organized because her husband was insisting she get organized. And just like any kind of personal journey, that just doesn't work. Just like if someone thinks that you need to uh, lose weight, for instance, they can't make you do it. You have to be able to want to do it. And that's something that personally, you know, I've, I've um, dealt with in my own life. Um, I could get pressure from people telling me I need to go to the gym, but if I don't want to, I'm just not going to, to get there. So that's kind of the same with organization. In order to get started on any program, whether it be my program or another, you really have to ask yourself, why? Why do I want to do this? And is that motivation coming from within or is it coming from an external source? So what is organization all about? Well, number one, it's a commitment. It is a commitment where you have to decide that there are no excuses. You have got to decide that I want to live my life and I want to be organized. I'm tired of the chaos. I'm tired of running around like a, a crazed human being and I, I want some order and some systems in my life because ultimately that's what organization is. It's systems that you implement into your life. But the only way those systems are going to work is if you are committed to them. So the next thing, organization is a process. Now I use a four-step process that I teach all my clients, my affiliate organizers all know the four-step process, and my followers and social media are getting the hang of it too. 
What are the four steps? Well, number one, clear the clutter. You cannot get organized, again, unless you're willing to get rid of stuff. You've got to clear the clutter. So this means, what is clutter? Clutter is anything that doesn't have a home in your home. Clutter are the things that you don't use anymore. Clutter are the things that you don't want anymore. Clutter are the broken things that you're never going to get fixed. It's the clothing that you're never going to wear. It's the paperwork that you don't really need. Clutter falls into a lot of different categories, but it just it's the piles of stuff that just collect around your home and around your life. So you've got to get rid of the clutter. Step number two in my four-step process is create a zone. This is the number one question I get asked. What is a zone? Simple. A zone is a home for every item in your home. Think about it for a second. How is your home set up in a general manner? Where do you keep kitchen stuff? You keep it in the kitchen. That's your kitchen zone. Where do you keep toiletries and uh, hygiene items? You probably keep them in your bathroom. Um, Toys should have a zone in their home. I know I'm a mom, so those zones get have a lot of gray areas and then you feel like the entire house is the kid's zone. Um, but paperwork should have a zone. Um, if you have a um, station workstation, like if you work from home, you should have a zone for that. If you are into arts and crafts or um, you're a creative person, you should have a zone for that area as well. Also, you can even think of it in like terms of your garage. I love um, working on garages because garages are great places to implement zones. Generally in garages, you have um, outdoor um, yard supplies, so like a gardening zone. Uh, Garages also have storage. So you have like your holiday decorations in a zone or your... um, you know, your camping equipment, your um, outdoor recreational stuff like bicycles and scooters, the kids' sports equipment. A lot of families have like a workbench and that's where all the tools and home improvement items belong. So think of all of those little areas that you've set up in your home naturally as a zone. So when you have a pile of stuff from your keep, you know where it's going to go. So as you kind of walk around your house and tidy things up, everything should have a place where it belongs. You shouldn't just put stuff on a table or a bookshelf or in a basket or bin, I, which I cannot, I, I have to say on this as a side note, a little bit of a pet peeve for me is when people just put stuff like in a laundry basket and hide it away. You're never going to find that stuff. You're never going to remember to go through that. So anyway, I digress. Put the stuff away in zones. So that's simply what step two is. Create a zone. Create a zone for every item in your home. Okay. Step number three, label and contain. This is a part that everybody wants to jump right to. We'll stand in the the aisle at Target and look at all the cute little bins and the cute little labels and, you know, all the great baskets or go to the container store and just look at all the cool little stuff that you can use to get organized. But let me tell you, buying labels and containers does not make you organized. 
they're expensive. They are um, a lot more complicated than you than you imagine. To give you a few examples, number one, you have to measure. You've got to measure your spaces. A lot of times we'll run in and we're buying bins for our pantry and we haven't measured. We haven't taken into consideration uh, round versus square. We haven't taken into consideration how um, useful this is really going to be. Like, you know, for instance, the um, cereal containers. I will say my family does use the cereal containers, but I I know for a lot of families, are you really going to open that box of cereal when you're putting groceries away and refill that cereal container? Yes or no? In our family, we do, but for a lot of families, they don't use those cereal containers. So why spend the money on them? They're actually kind of pricey. Uh, so you have there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to bins. Another thing to consider is these companies are great about having seasonal colors. And so you'll buy like a teal because teal is your favorite color. I promise you, if you buy all teal bins or containers, you're not going to be able to match them later on. So if you go through and you um, set up your home office since all teal containers, and then you discover you need to buy some six months, nine months, three years down the road, it's hard to match that. So I'm a big proponent of buying either clear, white, or black. Even grays are really hard to match. So I try to just keep it simple. I know it's super boring because who really wants like white and black bins, but I tell you, you'll thank me later when you're not having to match because black is usually easier to match with black. You can find, even though it's not the exact same style, it's easy to match. Same with white and of course, same with clear. All right, so, and then on labels, yes, we love the Pinterest feeds and, or excuse me, the Pinterest and the Instagram feeds where we see all the really super cute labels and someone has a really lovely handwriting and it's like flower and, um, hair bows and they're so they are super cute but they're very time consuming and they can be very expensive and also a lot of things to consider when it comes to labels is are you going to wash that container so are you gonna have to peel that label off and then re put it on because that doesn't always work well how are you going to affix the label to the container are your labels too specific so if you have a, a label that says red hair bows what happens when you have black and pink and all of the other different colors? So there are a lot of things to consider when it comes to labeling. So we can tackle containers and labels. I'm sure we can talk about it for several episodes. So we'll tackle that in the future and dive in deeper. All right. So step number four under it's a process is teach and maintain. So once your area is nice and organized, how are you going to maintain it? Are you going to teach yourself how to maintain it? Are you willing to put in the work to teach your family? Um, because if you're not willing to jump in and keep it, then why invest the money and the time and the effort into getting it? So that leads me into my next point, which is maintenance is all about new habits. What got you disorganized in the first place? I have a pretty good idea because I've been in this boat. It's your habits. Because I know I've had habits that are very bad and they've 
made me be disorganized in my life. An example, paperwork. Paperwork that is in my bedroom on my nightstand, paperwork that piles on my kitchen counter, paperwork that's on the arm of the sofa in the family room, paperwork that's on my office desk, paperwork that's in my kids' backpacks that makes it under their beds, that's on the floorboards of my car, paperwork everywhere. So when I've gone through my organizing journey, I've had to realize like I've got to get this under control. Like we cannot just have paperwork all over the place. So I had to create a home for my paperwork. But not only that, I had to get myself and my family in the habit of placing the paperwork in one spot. And I call that my drop zone. And um, that's has not been easy. And that is still, I mean, years later, I still struggle with it. As I look at um, a new pile on my desk, um, it's, it's, it's a daily struggle to kind of keep on top of all the paperwork. Even in this digital age, I mean, we still get inundated with paperwork, whether it be mail or work or kids' school. So new habits. Um, Let's also talk a little bit about new habits when it comes to managing your time. Do you go to bed at the same time every night? And are you waking up at the same time every day? This actually has a significant impact on how organized you're going to be. Um, It sounds a little crazy. Um, I didn't really believe in this. I'll be honest. This was something that was hard for me to really buy into when I started reading about like productivity. But I will tell you, it's the number one thing that has had the biggest impact on me staying organized. I'm I'm kind of like uh, such a creature um, where I I have to go to bed. Like I feel nine o'clock creeping up and it's like my clock is like, I have this little voice in my head saying, it's almost time for bed. So I like to be in bed by about 9.30. So my day is done. I've turned off everything. Kids are hopefully asleep by then. And I am in bed and trying to drift off myself by 9.30 every single night. That alarm goes off. And yes, I have to set the alarm at 5.30 a.m. So that gives me hopefully about eight hours of sleep if I'm able to fall asleep right at 9.30. And I get up at 5.30. I'm self-employed. I don't have a boss that's yelling at me to be in the office at a certain time. But I have to be my own boss and I have to tell myself to do that. And I have to create a routine. So my routine starts at 5.30, which is a pretty easy routine just to kind of get my brain awake. I make a cup of coffee. I kind of start to check my emails. And then my brain kind of kicks into some kind of um, creative mode right a little bit before when my kids wake up. So I'm able to kind of just jot down some of these ideas like starting a podcast. Oh, I have these great ideas. I jot those ideas down. And then at 6.30 is when I get my youngest up and out the door for school. And that makes a big impact on our life. It really feels like I can get a lot accomplished. Um, I always tell people like if you, between the hours of 5.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m., I've done a lot of stuff in my day. And that's not like a bragging thing. I, it's just to, to show you that you can get a lot done with a really good solid routine. So if you want one thing, 
If you take one thing from this podcast, take this. Set yourself on a good routine with going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time every morning. Uh, Some people are night owls. So if it's like my productivity time, my creative time is late at night, that's when my brain kicks in. That's fine. But just set yourself a routine. And so if that means you stay up a little bit later and sleep in a little later, great. Or if you're like me where I need to be in bed earlier at night because I, I like how I feel once my brain kicks in at about 5.45 in the morning after a cup of coffee, then set that routine. So go to bed, wake up at the same time every day. Um, Also in the new habits, you need to start to get a schedule. I'm a big believer in writing stuff down. If you can put it, type everything into an app, that's great. It's not how my brain works. My brain works if I have a written schedule down. So do whatever works best for you but have a schedule for every day. All right. Then last thing under the new habits is tackle your to-do list. We all have a to-do list. A lot of us write them down, try to keep it in one place and tackle it. Look at that to-do list every day. That's part of my morning routine is I kind of look at it because there's inevitably something that I've forgotten from the day before that I need to tackle. So I go in, I take a peek at it so that I know what I'm going to accomplish for the day. Um, And that really kind of helps me from not forgetting what to do. So tackle your to-do list. Okay, I know I've thrown a lot at you today in this podcast. So why get organized? Let's reiterate some of these points. You must be wanting to get organized for yourself. It's, a, it's great and admirable if you want to do it for your family, but you have to feel that within you that it's worth your time and your effort because it takes a huge commitment to get organized. You can't have excuses. You have to commit to getting organized. It's a process. And I went over the four points of you must clear cut clutter, create a zone for every item in your home, label and contain, and then teach and maintain. Habits are a big part of that maintenance program. You've got to be willing to commit to having new habits in your life. So are you ready Have you discovered that it is within you that you want to get organized and that you're not going to make any excuses? Great. So stay tuned to this podcast as I give you more ideas on how to tackle the clutter, get organized in your life, and manage your time better. If you have any questions Or if you have ideas of topics that you'd like me to cover in this podcast, reach out to me. My email is super easy. It's oneorganizedmama, M-A-M-A, at gmail.com. Or follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Again, oneorganizedmama. Just do a search for it. And send me your questions. I'd love to, to answer and make this podcast be about you for you, because I know this is a tough topic for a lot of people. So I just want to thank you for listening and 
Stay tuned as we tackle more topics on One Organized Mama podcast. Thank you.